Why does Anthony Volpe want Jason Hayward on the Yankees? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Stace. Glad to be with you for another edition of Lockdown Yankees. Hey, thanks so much for clicking today. Of course, you guys know, still five days a week here, even in the offseason, Monday through Friday. And chock full here today for everydayers who've been with us throughout the season and now into the offseason. Today's going to feel like a real Miners Monday. The Arizona Fall League is over. We have an update for you. What went well and what didn't go so well. We're going to talk about that later on in the show. Of course, there was some news about about the uh, bench coaching role here in New York. We have an update on that. But first, Stacey, Anthony Volpe uh, kind of taking a little bit of a leadership role here. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. Um, this is coming from the New York Post. I'll leave everything we talk about today linked in the episode description. There's a whole bunch of things uh, and reading you guys need to do some homework, uh, but it's all linked down below. So let's go ahead and start with this one from the New York Post. A quote from Anthony Volpe after he got his gold glove saying, quote, I ran into Jason Hayward a couple of weeks ago and I said he'd look good without a beard on. End quote. Stacy. Your reaction to Anthony Volpe, let's not get to the Jason Hayward stuff yet, but just Anthony Volpe, like coming out and saying something like that. That's that's to my money, like the first time he's done something like that. That's pretty funny. I feel like if the Yankees did better this year, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> like that's something you you expect to hear from, you know, a higher player on the squad, like a, like, like a Aaron judge. Play. Yeah like, like, yeah. like a judge or, or a Rizzo or, Rizzo. you know, even a Higgy, if, if you really got crazy with it, but like Volpe saying something like that again, I, for my money, that's like the first time he's done anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's making the rounds, won the gold glove. He's hanging out with Ozzy Smith and other people. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how to think about this or what to think about this. It's kind of interesting. Cause he's, he seems quiet, like he'll say things, you know, and people will interview him and stuff. But it is kind of surprising that he came out and said that and that he would say something like that to Jason Hayward, because does Jason Hayward even know who Anthony Volpe is? I'm kidding. Of course he does, because basically, yeah, by there. then he would have. But yeah, yeah. At the beginning of the year, no, like, no, why would he? <laughs> um, but of course, Stacey, I mean, let's t- let's take some credence to this. Like what what would Jason Hayward bring to the Yankees if? That were the case. I, I left a link to a New York Times article about his resurgent 2023 season. It was a really, really good read. So go check that out again in the episode description. Um, but Hayward obviously had a really good season uh, in Los Angeles. And, you know, it was such a, a bad end for his Cubs career after such a, you know, being such a storied part of, of a massive, uh, a massive team. And for him to fall off the way that he did in, in Chicago was such a bummer. To, to have to sign a minor league free agent deal with an invite to spring and to get like almost 130 games at the major league level. Like that's pretty impressive, uh, a pretty big turnaround for him with the Dodgers this past season. Yeah. Um, 
I was happy for him when I heard about that, because as you said, like the ending in Chicago wasn't great. And, you know, it's not easy for a player to be a big time player and have to do something like that and kind of start from the beginning again and just have to play well enough to make a team at that age. Like, I can't imagine what that's like. And for him to do what he did um, in 2023 is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, you consider at 34, you know, 33, turning 34 midway through the season, you and ostensibly could hang him up, mm -hmm. right? And especially when you consider the career he's had, you're like, yeah, I mean, you could ride off into the sunset, man, with the, with that World Series ring shining in the sun. Like, you totally could. Mm -hmm. But he was able to turn around, slash line 269, 340, 473. Very impressive. 473 to find some of that power, especially in Los Angeles. The ballpark plays very big. Um, but what they essentially did with him, Stace, was relegate him to a platoon role. So they only really had him facing righties. Um, they would pull him against lefties. He would obviously add some help in the outfield uh, defensively. So that really helped out the cause, especially when Chris Taylor got hurt this season. Um, like he has been recently over the last couple of years when really uh, kind of on and off the IL. So for him to, you know, buy in and accept that role, um, again, giving kind of his pedigree, despite the last couple of seasons prior to 2023, like that's, that's a lot to ask of a veteran player. And a lot of veteran players, especially again with his pedigree, wouldn't do that. Like they're right. like, and, and look, you can either feel one way or the other about that situation for how, whatever player you want to insert there, whether they, you know, yeah, dude, I'll platoon it. I don't care. I just want to be part of something or guys that say, you know, screw you. I'm a regular everyday guy. You know, you can kind of feel out how either side of that goes, but for him to say that um, kind of tells you a lot about his character. And, and, you know, there's only good things that have ever been said about Jason Higley. Right. And, you know, for people who are, you know, sitting there right now thinking, you know, where would he play? How would he play? Well, we just said it. I mean, you could platoon him. And if he's willing to do it and help the younger players, <laughs> why not go for it? <laughs> like, yeah. why not, you know, give him a flyer, put out a flyer, list the phrase, <laughs> and take a flyer. There you go. On him and see what happens. Um you know, yeah, he's not going to sign him for five years. He's going to be 35 in the middle of the season. You know, like this could be one of those one year. Let's take a chance on Jason Hayward. If Jason Dominguez comes back in, you know, July and August, Jason Hayward can help him out kind of thing. Um, you can put him in different places um, just to have even a veteran, another veteran like him on the team would be beneficial for the kids who were hoping the Yankees will play in 2024 as well. So I don't think it's a bad idea. I kind of, you know, at first I was kind of like, Ugh. and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it might not be a bad idea for the Yankees to take a flyer out on them. Yeah. He would very clearly be a fourth outfield type, maybe a third outfield type with, you know, with somebody who's hurt, then, you know, he slides into that role type of thing, but you know, a <laughs> left-handed bat, you guys have been screaming about that for a few years. There's a left-handed bat right there. Had a great season last year. Looks like he's fixed some of the problems that he had in his swing. That's what they were doing in Los Angeles. Uh, worked on a couple of things of his in spring. Uh, and then obviously that led to a major league role. He's still obviously very good defensively. Like he still brings a lot to the field, which, you know, the Yankees weren't lacking in last season by any stretch, but you'll always take good defense. 
Um, and like you said, it might be a good guy to have around Jason Dominguez. Mikey, a good guy to have around Estevan Florial, Everson Pereira. Like if these guys are Oswaldo Cabrera, guys that, you know, could be part of the club next season or in all likelihood will be a part of the club next season to have a guy like Jason Hayward around, you know, that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. And I was kind of like you and I was like, man, why would Volpe say that about Jay Hay? And I was like, man, no, no, he did kind of really turn it around this past season. And he's, he's been there, man. He's been there and he's teammates with Rizzo. Like he knows Rizzo. Like there, there is some familiarity there and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do a one year contract with Jason Hayward. Like I, I see Volpe's point. Yeah. I think, you know, the, I, you know, not that I forgot about the Rizzo connection. I just forgot to mention the Rizzo connection, but even that would <laughs> work out well for him. And I kind of like it. I like it. Yeah. At the beginning of the segment, I was kind of like, mm. and now that we've talked about it, I'm thinking, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. This, isn't even, this isn't even one of our making the case episodes. And I'm just like, you just made the case for Jay Hay here. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, obviously, there's downsides. I, I don't know sure. what he's looking for in the market. Like if he's trying to get a two to a three year deal. I don't know about that. You, mm. You're not 100 percent still on if that has completely turned around. Like was 2023 a fluke? You're not sure. Um, you're obviously hoping not there's, there's more track record that says he's good than he's bad. Obviously he's a big time ball player for, for a long time. Um, he's getting older. Um, so you don't know, you don't know. So that's why I think, you know, you go one year, maybe plus a team option or something like that, that Mm -hmm. could be decent and you don't necessarily need him to be a big time player, but what the Yankees were lacking in, he kind of provides some help considering his 2023 numbers again, is it everything you want? Is it the guy to find all the answers? No, but you're looking for pieces to kind of help build this team. And when you're looking at last season and you're going, man, there's just not a lot of depth there. Jason Hayward, if he's 2023, Jason Hayward, you do a lot worse as far as depth is concerned. Yep. And that's exactly what it would be. It would be a depth piece. This wouldn't be the Yankees are signing Jason Hayward and that's all they're doing in the off season because there would be riots. <laughs> yeah. That better not be the case. At least uh, <laughs> let us know how you're feeling about this in the comment section here on the YouTube side. Of course, you can text us as well with your thoughts. There's a 14 day free trial where you can text Stacy. You can text me. It's part of the lockdown Yankees insiders club. Again, try it risk-free for 14 days. There's a link in the episode description. You also get fan mail Friday priority with that as well, where we answer your questions. Questions, no matter what through that subscription it's 4.99 a month after that two-week trial so it's not that big of a commitment but check it out see if you like it uh of course if you're just one of our youtube viewers you can just reply to that pinned comment and you'll likely get an answer but it's not guaranteed on fan mail friday all right we're gonna step aside not the only news over the weekend there was more on the bench coach front we'll talk about that next Hey, everydayers know how we handle this show, but today this chat's going to get a little bit more personal. Hey, we just learned here on Lockdown Yankees that you can get a one-year supply of ED meds through Jace Medical. That means you're ready for any type of supply chain issues anytime, anywhere you are covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your prescription for Cialis, Viagra, or Vervatio. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. You can go online right now, jacemedical.com, receive a 12-month supply of your daily medication, and remember to use that promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount too. Check out this review. 
I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower, lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. And remember, again, use that promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Back here on Locked On, Yankees, Stacy coming up this week. Big day. Garrett Cole's going to win Cy Young. So don't forget to hit subscribe every day because we're going to be covering that. We want to see your reactions to it as well. So as soon as that happens, make sure to reply to our comments. Uh, we're also going to be posting some polls and things like that. So we want to get you guys involved and uh, just see how the baseball world reacts to Garrett Cole's Cy Young, which is coming up. That'll be on Thursday's episode. The announcement is Wednesday night. So make sure to hit subscribe and you will not miss it. Stace News. We had some over the weekend. Getting that recently. Uh, the Yankees have checked in on David Ross. This is coming from The Athletic. It's, as always, linked in the episode description. You need a subscription to read it, but you guys already know that. Uh, this is coming from The Athletic. The Yankees indeed approached Ross about replacing Mendoza, who will be the Mets' new manager. But according to league sources who are granted anonymity, Ross would prefer to manage if he immediately jumps back into a uniformed position. Stacy, David Ross, turned down the Yankees. I mean, it's understandable, you know, um, especially because the way he was dropped from the Cubs was so shocking. Um, <laughs> it wasn't expected. And for them to drop him and go to Craig Council was kind of, I feel like um, his pride was hurt. And, you know, what better for your pride than getting another managerial job as opposed to a bench coach job? Even though it's the Yankees, I kind of understand where he's coming from. Yeah, uh, I think it was our friends at the Just Baseball podcast uh, with uh, former Locked On Yankees host, or Locked On Yankees host, Locked On uh, Prospects host, uh, Aram Layton, who works over there now. Uh, they pointed out that this wasn't the first time the Cubs had done that. Uh, they did that with Joe Madden, too. Joe Madden was replacing and like it had a year left on the contract, and then Joe Madden came in and kind of swooped in, and now they do it to David Ross with Craig Council. So it's kind of something they're doing because there was still one year left on that Ross contract so uh, two two's a streak um but yeah I, I i get it i don't know where he's at in the market right weirdly enough these manager jobs kind of feel like they've already like kind of already moving here right like they he's like a lot of teams have moved rather quickly at least in the interviewing process yeah i mean um how many guys have been hired so far three mendoza washington melvin Am I missing anyone? I don't think so. I think that's what we're up to already. Oh, council. Right? <laughs> oh, and council. So four. Yeah. So that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah quick, there yeah. aren't that many openings left. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't too long after that Buck Showalter was already interviewing as well. Like he got let go at the end of the season. And then within a month or so, you know, it was like already interviewing and Ron Washington already interviewing. Like all these guys are already interviewing right away. Corey Hunter was interviewing. And you're just like, man, all these guys are kind of just Stephen vote. You missed Stephen vote. Uh, oh he my got gosh. Too, Cleveland. So yeah, they, right. they moved really quick. I mean, it's November dude. Like yeah. it, we, we haven't even gotten to the winter meetings like, yeah. and, and everyone's already filling their jobs. So, you know, kind of bizarre. Um, but <laughs> on the other side of things here, Stacy, we also learned through this athletic article, who else is up for this position, which is a, a little bit more interesting to me. 
Um, so this is again taken from the athletic with Ross an unlikely addition. The Yankees are contemplating other candidates for their bench coach vacancy. Brad Osmus and Andrew Bailey are among those under consideration, sources said. And we've reported this as well, that another option for the Yankees is just to move Luis Rojas uh, to the bench coach role. But in addition to doing that, the Yankees are also mulling over, still hiring a third base coach if that is end up being the case. So, yeah. uh, Stacy, let's, I mean, just. Again, we've kind of talked about Luis Rojas. I like Luis Rojas. I think he's a good third base coach. Uh, he mm-hmm. made only a couple of mistakes this past season, so I have no qualms with him. He also fought for the team, which I really appreciated. Um, but Brad Osmus stays uh, as a bench coach. I mean, he's done it before. He did in 2022 with the A's. Mm. Um, I don't know. His, his his career path is kind of murky right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of surprised about that being um... – an option for the Yankees because I forgot about, <laughs> I forgot about Brad Osmus. Like, oh yeah. Um, huh, I mean, is the bench coach that important? No, I'm kidding. They are uh, because they help they're out the important, manager. But they're obviously they're, they're like, we've kind of talked about a little, they're more right-hand man. Yeah. Um, I saw someone maybe, or someone suggested I saw on Twitter uh, calling up Willie Randolph and having him come back and be the bench coach. <laughs> I mean, would there be... are times like let, let's 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 be real here. There are times where teams just hire like former good players like from their past. Yeah, they do do that sometimes. Kind of just mm-hmm. like sometimes a bench coach is more like a presence kind of role. Not right. all the time. Not all the time. More times than not, it's like a legitimate role that they actually do things. And like, but but there are <laughs> yeah. times where they do that. I, I don't think the Yankees would do something like that, um, especially considering that they're already kind of getting yelled at for the like head, and the not anymore. That they have. Right. And not anymore. I feel like that was more of a George thing, uh, especially when he mellowed out a little bit toward the end. And, you know, Tori had his staff of former guys and everything. And, you know, Willie Randolph, Ron Guidry, Don Mattingly, like all those people who came back to be in the uh, coaching staff. Like, I feel like that's probably a thing of the past for the Yankees. I don't think Hal will be doing the same thing. Um, but the Andrew Bailey thing, we joked about it before the show started. Um, I knew about him coaching with San Francisco because of something I wrote earlier in the year. And that's the only way I found out. And when I thought about it, I was like, yeah. Andrew, wow. Okay. I forgot that he wasn't even playing anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he was with the Giants for four years as their pitching coach. Yeah. Uh, and then his contract just came to a close. They obviously hired Bob Melvin and then he wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. Um one more thing I wanted to say about Osmus. I mentioned his career is a little murky. Look, like he had some good years in Detroit, right? He also had some bad years in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Ends up coming over to Anaheim. That was a mess. Was it mm-hmm. all his fault? Absolutely not. No. Um, but on the same breath of, of Joe Madden, that's who replaced Brad Osmus when Brad Osmus still had another year on that contract. Sound familiar? Um, but then he left, then he ended up, like I said, being with the A's in 22 as their bench coach. But what's weird to me here stays is he left that job voluntarily because he wanted to pursue a front office job, which something he had done in the past after his playing career, he had done some front office work, like executive special assistant kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't see like, how did that, are you out on that now? Like, it's just kind of strange to me. Yeah, that is. I guess I also just don't have the full story on that. Just to be frank. Right. I mean, unless this is like a, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder how that would 
work like how long if he were to be the bench coach like would it be like a one-year stop and then get a get a front off try again and get a front office job because yeah i don't know yeah i mean let's be real too a lot of these could be one-year stops true brune's contract ends after 24 that is true and who knows what's gonna happen so yeah, it's all yeah, up in the I air. Mean, if he, yeah, if he's still up for, he's still interested in that. Uh, as far as Andrew Bailey is concerned, look, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I don't have, I don't have a ton of info on Andrew Bailey as a as a pitching coach now going into a bench coach role. If I'm being like super super weird about it or like being like super surface level, I'd rather have a position player, former position player in that role. Like, yeah. again, Osmus, who was a catcher, like that makes more sense, especially if we don't really know what's going on with the James Rousen staff situation. Like if Rousen ends up signing the dotted line, if he has assistance or not, like you're cutting a lot of guys like on the hitting side, which that's the area of need right now. Like the pitching front, like I trust the pitching side of things right now in the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I was actually, when we were looking through this, I was thinking about the fact that Bailey was a pitching coach for four years. And when I think bench coach, I think usually former person who played (laughs) at least defense, like something. So yeah, I wonder how that would work. I would, I think I'd rather have Brad Osmus, but We'll if it's see. down to those two again, yeah. I like Luis Rojas. I, I have no qualms in that. Right, and that's um, an option too. Yeah, yeah, and that's all we know. Those, these are the only those are the only names that we have gotten so far. So there could obviously be multiple people outside sure. of this trio. So <laughs> yeah. don't don't say it's uh, it's only these three guys. Um, is there very much could be others. We just don't know. This is all we have to go off of. But let us know how you're feeling about this stuff here on the YouTube comments as well about Brad Osmus. Do you think that's kind of a don't touch that with a 10 foot pole? Or do you think are you along the lines of me? Like you'd rather have like a former catcher or former position player in that role? I just want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Let us know in the comment section. All right. Stace, like we said, it's going to feel a little bit like in season here with a Miners Monday type deal. That's what we're going to do next. The Arizona Fall League is over and there's some good stuff and there's some bad stuff that's coming up. Back here on Locked On Yankees, our final segment of the day, a de facto Miners Monday. It's been a couple of months. I'm going to see if I can still do this, Stace. It's it's been a little bit of time. Um, The Arizona Fall League wrapped up here over the weekend on Saturday. So the guys are done. So the only baseball being played now is uh, Winter League stuff. So if you're looking for a fix there. By the way, you can watch some Winter League stuff on MLB TV, just if you've never, if you didn't know that. Like if you're really trying to find baseball. And speaking of that, there was baseball at City Field this weekend that no one knew about, although I saw people on Instagram at City Field and I wrote to one of them. I said, what's going on? And they told me, I said, good job by MLB or someone in baseball to, you know, uh, publicize it and let us know what's going on. Did you see that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What was that? If we do thumbs up on this, that was so bizarre. Sorry, yeah. audio listeners. Something really weird just popped up on the screen. If you're yeah. if you're an everyday and you're watching the whole way through and you're still watching, let us just just comment <laughs> thumbs up down below to see if you like. Did you see that? That was so weird. I didn't know we could. Now I can't get it to do trigger anymore. Okay, whatever. Sorry, audio <laughs> listeners. Um, okay. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I didn't know that either. And then all no of a sudden, idea. 
I follow some like reporters on YouTube and stuff, and like I saw them pop up with like interviews of like former players. I was like, what's 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 happening? Why are they playing? Anyway, okay, yeah. uh, Anyway, Fall League. That's what we're doing. Fall League. Mm-hmm. Um, Stace, the, the the main headline here from the Yankees side. Uh, we're not going to go through all seven prospects that were out there, but I wanted to highlight a couple of guys guys that you know. Caleb Durbin stole the show. Caleb Durbin was awesome. Uh, Durbin slashed 353, 456, 588, over a thousand OPS. Uh, he had three bombs, drove in 12, 14 walks, led the Arizona Fall League with 21 stolen bases. He was only caught a handful of times, did this across 23 games. This is an unranked Yankees prospect. Look, I've been following him. He's an infielder uh, for the last couple of years. I've been keeping my eye on Caleb Durbin because he's like one of these guys that kind of like pops up every now and then as the headline guy. Just mm-hmm. like Caleb Durbin goes four for five or Caleb Durbin hits walk off, you know, single like that kind of thing. Like he's not necessarily the guy that's, that's crushing it every single day, but he really broke out here in the fall league. And that's kind of what the fall league is designed to do. There are multiple facets of, of players that go out there. Obviously you have the top guys. You think you're Bryce Harper's your Mike Trout's things like that. Your Bryce Stott was out there a couple of years ago. So those players are there, but there's also guys that are looking to get more reps, guys that are kind of under the radar, trying to make the name for themselves. And this is Caleb Durbin is the latter. And he crushed it. He was the only fall star representative for the Yankees of those seven prospects out there with the Mesa Solar Sox. So great on Durbin. Awesome to see him really shine. He had a good season on a great season uh, during the regular year, but for him to have a fall league like this is absolutely awesome. And not just him stays Ben Cowles. Also popped off 290, 405, 551, hit four homers in 20 games, drove in 15, 15 ribbies in 20 games, walked 12 times, but did strike out 24 times. <laughs> so there are some issues. He at one point did have a 12 game hitting streak, too. So these two unranked dudes making their names for themselves. Obviously, Durbin really he, he bursted on from like day one and then never let up. So um, those are some of the good things here, Stace. But this is a bad thing. Man <laughs> Sauer had a very tough fall league. Mm-hmm. Uh, 591 ERA in nine relief appearances. He had three really tough outings. Uh, never went more than two innings, which is by design. That's not anything. Um, the only kind of upside here you're looking at is his fastball velocity is up. And I'll tell you why that's super important. Um, and his curveball was looking really nice. That's what some of the reports were coming uh, from Keith Law, who's obviously out there and covers it for the athletic. Uh, oh, right. But yeah, his fastball velo was up. His curveball was getting some good swing and miss type uh, action. So that's good. He's coming off of just 15 appearances this past season. So we didn't really talk about Matt Sauer very often. I think he may have made one minors Monday this year. Um, he's had injuries and surgeries throughout his career. In 2019, he had Tommy John. Um, and then at the end of 2022, he had uh, another more surgery on his elbow and his forearm. They weren't Tommy John, but they were different surgeries that he had to go through. He's still ranked 25 in the system right now, according to um, prospect uh, MLB pipeline. So there, there are negatives and upsides here. Obviously they were just trying to, he's like one of those guys I mentioned is just trying to get more work. Um, and that's clearly what he needed. Um, everybody is basically working out of the pen. Like everyone's coming in pitching an inning, pitching two innings. Like no one's going like elongated once it comes to the fall league. So don't take any stock into that for Matt Sauer. Um, but again, at least the fastball velo is up when you consider the injuries that he's had, that is a good sign, but he didn't have all the, uh, you know, results that he wanted to. Um, and Stacey, it wouldn't be a, a de facto slash real minors Monday. If I didn't talk about the unnamed guy, the unknown guy and that unknown guy in here. Kevin Stevens. Who? Who's Kevin <laughs> Stevens, Steve? 
All right. Kevin Stevens, reliever. He only gave up one run in his first eight appearances, and his last outing to wrap up the fall league was probably his worst. No, it was his worst. An inning with three hits, two runs, only one of which was earned. That was his worst outing. <laughs> Everything else was great. In uh, all nine games, struck out at least one batter. And this is a guy who we have not talked about because he's barely played for the Yankees. He was a non-drafted free agent signed in 2022. He played just four games for Tampa and then was basically gone all 2023 with injury. So maybe a guy we're keeping an eye out for now moving forward, right? Like that's why we put you onto these unknown prospects to keep you informed and be like, when you see Kevin Stevens name pop up next season, you go, Oh yeah, that's that guy that we know nothing about, right? He was a non-drafted free agent. So wasn't even a draftee. Um, uh, but you know, worked pretty darn good here in the fall league. And that's what we're here to tell you is like, Hey, look out for a guy like that out of the pen, probably see him Tampa might see him in Hudson to start the season next year. Um, he's a little bit older because he went to school. So hmm. we'll see how that all shakes out, but wanted to put you on to Kevin Stevens, uh, four of the seven prospects that were out there for the fall league. Man, this season felt good again. I'm, I'm back talking minor league baseball. Look at that. Yeah. Super cold. Super fun. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about guys like Caleb Durbin and Ben Cowles. Are you worried about Matt Sauer? I want to hear about all of it in the comment section here on the YouTube stays, uh, side. Stays. <laughs> big week again. We had a big week last week. But what's coming up this week on Locked on Yankees? Well, we're going to be celebrating Garrett Cole winning his Cy Young in the middle of the week. It's going to be great. I can't it's wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll be fun. One of the only good things all season. And yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a big celebration on Thursday. Let us know how you're feeling about Garrett Cole. As soon as the news drops, we want to get your, your responses as well. So make sure to hang out with us on YouTube, comment, uh, reply to all our, <laughs> reply to all our, Stacy's doing the thumbs up again, reply to all, uh, all our stuff that we're going to be putting out on Wednesday night when they win. We want to hear from you. We're going to do a big reaction show on Thursday. So don't miss it. Um, and of course you can join the lockdown Yankees insiders club and text us about it. We'll be texting with you guys about it. It'll be fun. All right, that's going to do it for another episode of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.